Hello everybody and welcome to the latest episode of Time Out with the Touris. I'm your host, Nick Touri. Yesterday we went through a ton of games uh, in the CSAA, in the SMAC, uh, all over the place, and today our previews continue with the OK Silver, the OK Blue, and the OK Gold. First in the OK Silver, we will start with Comstock Park and Hopkins. Comstock Park comes in this game a perfect 4-0 on the season. Uh, they've been a lot of fun to watch. Coach Doug Samuel's team has been a little surprising that they have climbed up the uh, up the chart so so fast. And here they are at 4-0. and uh, Hopkins is 2-2, two and two, uh, coming off a pair of conference wins against Godwin and Kelloggsville. Uh, I think the slight edge in this game, I'm going to give to Comstock Park. I've been really impressed by their offense so far this year. Um, Hopkins is a great team. Their losses are to Allendale and to Unity, two really strong teams, especially Unity Christian. Uh, but Comstock Park's offense is really good. I, I love this offense. Uh, Jackson Gates has got 14 total touchdowns, nine uh, passing, five rushing. Tyler DeWitt's rushed for nine scores. Uh, and I think that their defense has been fairly strong as well. Uh, you know, they gave up a few too many points uh, against Holland, but it's kind of a backdoor 30. Um, and then they've been impressive. So I will go with Comstock Park here. Uh, some may view that as a little bit of an upset, uh, but I'll go with the Panthers in a close one. Belding will take on Sparta. Belding comes in as well at a perfect 4-0 record. Uh, the Black Knights have cruised to victory in all four of their games, uh, winning by 27, 36, 41, and 42, uh, 43. So... Uh, it, it's been one-sided for Belding all year. Sparta 2-2. Two two. Um, I think that this continues here uh, for Belding. Sparta took last week off. They got a COVID forfeit against Orchard View. Um, and then they really look to run the football. You've got Dylan Taroski with eight rushing touchdowns kind of leading that attack. Uh, but Belding is just all-around dominant. And I think you talk about offense, uh, they're able to run. They've got rushing touchdowns, uh, 24 of them. Dylan Rockburn with seven, Coden McNeil with six, Bryce Flynn with five, Jack Ward with three, and a trio of guys with one. Uh, on defense, Owen Mikey has two pick uh, pick sixes, one of them which was nearly the entire length of the field. Uh, this defense is great as well. I really like this Belding team, and uh, I think that they have to still be viewed as the favorite in this conference, and I think they should be able to get a victory here against the Spartans. Game number three. Kelvin Christian against Kelloggsville. Uh, we all remember that the Squires got their first win of the year uh, two weeks ago when they defeated Sterling Heights Parkway Christian 25-7. Kelloggsville is still looking for that first win. This Rockets team has been close. Uh, they lost last week to Hopkins 42-38. Kelloggsville's offense is a lot of fun, and it all starts with Zach Surface. 14 passing touchdowns, Jabari Campbell and Cameron Townsend each with six uh, receptions. In fact, Zerfus has thrown every single touchdown for this team this year. Uh, zero rushing touchdowns for the Rockets. On the flip side, Kelvin is very similar. Nine passing touchdowns, three rushing scores. And uh, Paul Bauma the fourth has contributed 11 of those. He's thrown for nine, and he's rushed for two. Uh, receiving core, you look at Matt Elderkin and James Daniels. The big difference here, I think, is the fact that Kelloggsville uh, – their defense has really struggled. They've given up 213 points in every single game this year. They have given up uh, at least 40. So I'm going to give the slight edge to Kelvin just based on defense. 
the Squires have played a few lesser opponents, but uh, you know they haven't given up 40 points in every single game. Um, instead, just averaging uh, a hair under or a hair over 35, and but that's a little weighed down uh, with their 57 they gave up last week to Belding. Final game in this conference is an, it's a non-conference battle. We've got Godwin Heights coming in at two and two. Uh, the Wolverines defeating Manistee and Fowler before losing the last two weeks. Uh, they lost to Comstock Park and Hopkins in league play. They're going to step out of conference play this week to take on the Addison Panthers. Uh, Addison is a member of the Cascades Conference. Uh, they're 4-0 this year, outscoring their opponents 181-70. Last week, a really close 36-35 win over Michigan Center. Before that, they had blown out their first three opponents, winning by 45, 29, and 36. Uh, Addison is currently in snooze to use projected playoff field as a member of the Division 8 playoff map. Uh, currently sitting at 37.25 points. Uh, Addison is a Class C school with 247 students. Uh, they were scheduled to take on East Jackson. East Jackson was 0-4, uh, unable to play in this matchup. This is going to be an interesting game here for these two teams. Uh, Godwin's got a little bit of a size advantage in terms of enrollment. Uh, the Wolverines checking in at about 750 students, uh, nearly three times as big. But I'm going to give the advantage in this game to Addison. Um, I really like their – I've been impressed by the way that they've performed, and they've been a really consistent team uh, over the past few seasons. Last year they went 7-1 and one district finals. year before, 7-3 and three made the playoffs. Uh, they've had a winning season in 2018. They made the district semifinals uh, in 2017 as well. So this is just a, a program that's solid. They're consistent. They're off to a hot start this year. Um, I expect that that will continue uh, on Friday night. Moving over to the OK Blue now, uh, we've got a handful of great games in this conference. We will start first with the uh, showdown between Allendale and Coopersville. Allendale 2-2 two and two this season. Uh, they started out hot, winning their first two games. They have lost their first two in league play. Although you can hardly blame them. They've played two of the best teams in the area, uh, losing very handily, though, uh, to West Catholic and to Unity Christian. Coopersville is a perfect 4-0 for the first time since 2003. Uh, they defeated Holland Christian in a bit of a defensive grind, 7-3. to uh, But they've shown they can score, scoring 42 points in their first two games. I'm going to give the slight advantage in this game to Coopersville, and I like their offensive balance here. Uh, Colton Bosch has only passed for four touchdowns. Uh, Dylan Merlo has rushed for eight. Uh, Merlo's eight rushing touchdowns is good for third in the conference. Meanwhile, you look at Allendale, uh, their offense has not scored nearly as much, only 58 points in four games, and all seven uh, offensive touchdowns have come on the ground with Cole D. Piazza contributing five. Connor Woods also chipped in a defensive touchdown as well. So I just think that Coopersville's offense and ability to move the football uh, gives them a slight edge in this game. And the Broncos have only given up 55 points this year, so their defense has been rather stout as well. Uh, you do wonder a little bit about the competition that they have played. They gave up 30 to Big Rapids, 22 to Fruitport, uh, Shut out Wayland and gave up three to Holland Christian. Uh, Wayland and Holland Christian struggling so far this season. But I think it, it's good enough here for me to believe uh, in the Broncos to win on Friday. Speaking of Holland Christian, they will take on Unity Christian. The 1-3 Maroons won their season opener against the Dutch of Holland 
but have not won since. Unity Christian remains undefeated, outscoring opponents 219-43. to uh, So far winning conference games 46-7 to and 65-7, to winning in the non-conference 50-8 to and 58-21. to This is one of the most exciting offenses in the OK conferences, and you've got scoring from all sides. So Cam Chandler has six passing touchdowns. That's good for second in the OK Blue. Uh, Cam Chandler also has eight rushing touchdowns, which is good for third in the OK Blue. Uh, His brother, Drew Chandler, has six uh, touchdowns rushing and four receiving. So this team has just got a lot of weapons, and we haven't even talked about guys like uh, Abe Rapoon, Micah Bush, uh, Ethan Van Otterloo. They've all scored multiple times this year for Unity. It's a... it's a lot of fun to watch this team go, and uh, I, I think it's going to be exciting to see uh, kind of how far they can go. I, I've said it multiple times. They were one of my favorites last year, and they're one of my favorites again this year. I really like this team. I think they have no trouble uh, with Holland Christian. Spring Lake and Hamilton will take uh, to the field. Spring Lake, a perfect 4-0 as well, and 2-0 in the OK Blue. Hamilton has lost their first two conference games. They're 2-2. Uh, overall, it's an, it's been a different start here. Spring Lake uh, defeated Holland Christian and then narrowly defeated Fruitport last week. They got to a huge lead before the Trojans rallied back. Uh, Hamilton, meanwhile, ran into that same buzzsaw we talked about with Allendale with Unity Christian and West Catholic. I think Hamilton is a better team than what we've seen in their first two conference games. I expect them to finish in the middle of the table of this league, but it's an extremely tough conference, so we uh, we will see how it all shakes out. Uh, but I think they're better than we've seen in the past two weeks, but I don't think that they're enough to catch the Spring Lake Lakers. Uh, Spring Lake has continued to be a surprise this year. Uh, Jackson Core uh, has been an effective quarterback. He's got five touchdown passes. And Christian Fulkert leads a strong rushing attack with nine rushing touchdowns. The Lakers have five other players who have found the end zone using their legs. So they've really been able to move the ball at will. They've got 140 points on offense and just 65 on defense. I expect the Lakers will get it done on Friday night. Finally, Fruitport and West Catholic will take the field. Uh, West Catholic 2-0, 4-0 overall. Fruitport 1-3 and 0-2. and We talked with Mike Meekoff at the beginning of the season, and he mentioned that he thought Fruitport uh, was a much more talented team and experienced team. This could be a year for them to take off, and I still think that they could have a factor in this league. I think they're right there with Hamilton and Allendale uh, in being able to finish in the middle tier of this conference and potentially go for a playoff spot. Given this new playoff format and the way that playoff points and bonus points are newly calculated, I think it gives some of these teams that you know lose some early conference games a lot of life. Uh, I'm going to give the advantage to West Catholic here solely based on the fact that they have the best scoring player in the area and probably the best running back in town uh, if not in the in the state of Michigan and that's Tim Klaska he has 17 rushing touchdowns this year absolutely remarkable Uh, he's been unable to be stopped rushed for over 300 yards in two of their four wins so far uh, over 200 win rushing yards in all four games Uh, and I expect him to get there again this week Uh, you look at Fruitport the uh, the Trojans have given up about an average of 24 points a game. Uh, So I think they're going to drive that number up, and West Catholic should cruise to uh, a rather comfortable victory on Friday night. One final note about the OK Blue. I'm not sure if you caught it when we went through the standings. 
This league is completely split in half. We have four teams that are a perfect 2-0, uh, Coopersville, Spring Lake, West Catholic, and Unity Christian, and four teams that are 0-2 in Allendale, Fruitport, Hamilton, and Holland Christian. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out uh, by the end of the by the end of the week, but it is extremely possible uh, that this could remain three and zero and zero and three. I believe I just picked it to end that way. If all the favorites uh, perceived favorites win, we would have a three and zero top half and an zero and three bottom half in the OK blue. I think that speaks a lot to how this middle is going to shake out. Uh, none of them have played each other yet; they've all just been battling the early heavyweights. Moving on to the OK Gold, we've got four more games to go to wrap up this show. We'll start with South Christian against Wayland. The Sailors are 2-2. Two and two. Uh, They suffered a tough loss last week to Grand Rapids Catholic Central, 28-6. to six. Uh, Before that, they had won two of their earlier three games, looking pretty solid against Grand Rapids Christian and against Middleville. I think that South Christian has got to be the favorite here to win this game, and I think they do so rather handily. Uh, you look at a guy like Chandler Van Sokoma. Uh, he didn't score last week, but he's got five rushing touchdowns on the season. I really like uh, his play. And uh, Jake DeHaan has been effective at quarterback. We haven't seen him take off like he did in last year's playoffs, but he's got five total touchdowns. Wayland's offense, meanwhile, has struggled. They've got 47 points. Uh, you look at quarterback Dustin Lumens has three touchdowns. Cameron Bogart has two scores. Uh, this team's just really struggled to get going. They had oh, nearly uh, half of their points, 22 of the 47, came in last week's overtime loss to Ottawa Hills. Uh, that had to be a frustrating loss for them. They were out to a huge lead and could not close the gap and ultimately lost in the extra frame. I think that the uh, the misery continues this week as South Christian should get a handy victory. Speaking of the Ottawa Hills Bengals, uh, we will go to their matchup next. They will take on... Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Uh, it's been an extremely exciting start for Ottawa Hills as the Bengals are 2-2 two two on the season. Uh, this is the first time they've won two games since 2015. Um, a lot of positive momentum for this program. Coach Christian Verley uh, exchanged some texts with him this week, and he seems extremely excited about the direction of this team. And I'm loving it too. It's a little City League revitalization with between them and Union. Uh, they play another City League foe this week in Catholic Central. And it's going to be a tough one. Uh, Catholic Central should be an overwhelming favorite. And that's not a single knock against Ottawa Hills, but more to a strength of Catholic Central. I mean, they're two-time defending state champions. They haven't lost a game in uh, since the beginning of the 2019 season. I don't see a change in here. Uh, the, the curious thing to watch, though, will be the play of John Passanall, that quarterback. Uh, we'll see if Joey Silveri is able to return uh, not really sure the injury status of Silveri, but if he's unable to play, you've got to go with John Passnall at quarterback. He does have two passing touchdowns. Uh, he threw that nice score uh, at the big house when Silveri had to come out for a play with his helmet off, fired off a touchdown to Ziegler, and uh, threw a touchdown last week against Forest Hills Eastern as well. We'll see what he can do. It, it's going to be a good test, but I think that at the end of the day, there's just enough talent, and especially on the defensive end, you know, with guys like Nolan Ziegler and Nate Van Timmeren, uh it's going to be tough for Ottawa Hills to, to stack up. I think this will be a tough game for the Bengals. Although I've really liked the play of Sheryl uh, Horton and Camarion Gibson. Uh, those guys are two dynamic playmakers, and I think this is kind of cool that they get the opportunity here to play on a big stage um, against what, for a long time, was a storied rivalry. This rivalry dates back far into the annals of high school football history, probably into the late 1920s, early 1930s. Uh, Catholic Central has been in command as of late since 1950. 
winning 46 of 66 matchups. Uh, that includes their most recent showdown, which came all the way back in 2015, a 30-16 win for the Cougars. Uh, they are riding a huge winning streak in this series. Ottawa Hill's last win coming in 2009. Game number three in the OK Gold, Cedar Springs against Forest Hills Eastern. Uh, the Red Hawks are undefeated and tied with Catholic Central atop the conference charts. Cedar Springs is 3-1 on the season. They had that tough loss to an extremely talented Rockford team. Uh, they'll take on this bunch here at Forest Hills Eastern. That's 2-2. Two and two. Uh, and a little bit of mixed bag signals here for FHE, too. They lost to West Catholic and Catholic Central. Again, we've talked about this a lot tonight. Those are two really good teams, and that's a pattern you see a lot in these leagues. They lose, A lot of those middle-tier teams just get clobbered by the big teams, but the big teams are so good. Uh, their wins come against Holland Christian and last week a pretty off, uh, incredible offensive showing against Middleville. I think the edge here still has to go to Cedar Springs. Uh, this rushing attack is lethal. Uh, they've got eight different guys who have combined to rush for 21 touchdowns, including Antoine Nichols' eight rushing scores, which is the most in the conference. Carter Fallon currently sits at fifth in the league with four rushing touchdowns. Uh, Ryan Mitchell and Aiden Bruden each with multiple scores as well. Uh, this is a fun offense. Coach Gus Capolco's team, they just they know what to do. It's the team, man. You just hand them the ball and interchangeable parts, and they all just production across the board. It's a lot of fun. I love the T, uh, and they're really firing on all cylinders. I mean, they've outscored their opponents 162 to 86, and that includes a 35 to 6 win against Rock or lost rather to Rockford. So you take that out of the equation, it is 156 to 51. Uh, that's a much bigger spread, including a 108 to 35 margin in conference play. Uh, Forest Hills Eastern has started to score a little bit more. Braden Stratbucker has three passing touchdowns, and Bryson Kuzdal's rushed for six scores, uh, but I'm just not sure that they can keep up with this Cedar Springs offense. Finally, last game, Kenwa Hills against Middleville. Uh, Kenwa Hills 2-2, two 1-1 and two, one and one in league play. Uh, Middleville 0-4. The Trojans still searching for their first win, a pair of conference losses as well. Uh, I think it's another week of searching here for Coach Jeff Dock and the Trojans. Uh, Carson Burbridge has five scores, and, it, and it's just, I'm not sure he's got enough supporting cast around him at this point. Um, nobody else has multiple touchdowns here. This offense, I know they've only played in three games. Now they had that COVID loss to Byron Center, but they've only scored 40 points. So there's some offensive concerns here for Middleville. Kennewa Hills, um, they've been able to score with a little bit more of a consistent manner. Uh, they've got eight touchdowns, uh, 59 points in four games. So this is really going to be a game that will be interesting to see uh, for Kenowa if they can try to make some noise here and make a little bit of a playoff push. So they're 2-2. Two and two. Uh, You look at their, the Knights' schedule, and it's a little bit, a uh, little bit interesting here. So they still have to play Catholic Central and South Christian, but they do play Middleville, Ottawa Hills, and FAG. So if you were able to win those three swing games, games that they should have a chance to win in, uh, you're talking about five and four under the new playoff system with those great bonus points that teams should get in this league from Cedar South and Catholic, uh, they could possibly have a chance. But a loss in one of those three games would certainly be uh, a landmine and quite a major hurdle. Uh, for them to overcome. I'm going to go with Kenwa here in a close game. Uh, Coach Rory Zagunas' club should get to 3-2. and two. 
So that's all for tonight's episode. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with the Lakeshore Preview with M7 Sports' Mike Meekoff. For Zach Tory in the studio, I'm Nick Tory. Thank you, as always, for listening to Time Out with the Tories.